Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you are having a fabulous day. We are going to be talking about something that might ruffle some feathers, uh, meet some resistance in a lot of people. I think it would have met some resistance with me years ago. But before we dive in, I wanted to address one quick thing. I've been getting a lot of questions, and totally understandably, about carbohydrates and carb strategies and carb timing and pre-workout and post-workout and all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to remind you that there is a pretty awesome carb cheat sheet talking about what I call the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, carb timing, carb quality, uh, quantity, pairing, all of that kind of stuff. And it's totally free when you get on the VIP email list, right? That's all you got to do to get access to it. And it really simplifies things when it comes to the right time for carbs and the not so great time for carbs when your goal is fat loss and all of that stuff. So if you head over to primalpotential.com and right on the homepage, pop in your name and your email address, you will immediately get free access to that. And I think it will answer a lot of the common questions out there about carbs and fat loss. So just wanted to throw that out there. I know we have a lot of new listeners every single episode. So wanted to make sure that everybody is aware that that is available to you. All right. So like I just said a minute ago, if someone had told me a couple of years ago, even maybe a year ago, to be really honest with you, if someone had told me some of the things that I'm going to share with you today, I probably would have gotten a little bit angry. In fact, there are probably some people along the way who tried to tell me this, and I probably did get angry. So if you're one of those people, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Definitely coming around and going, ah, so maybe you were right. I completely understand if you listen to this and think, no, I'm sorry, Elizabeth, you just don't understand me. And I promise you, I understand. I understand the resistance. And here's kind of the situation I was in. I was in a mad freaking rush to lose weight. Such a rush. It was this extreme sense of urgency, right? And I didn't care what it took. I really had periods where I was like, it doesn't matter to me. I will eat nothing but chicken broth and protein shakes. I will fast. I will do whatever. And I would set these deadlines in my mind. I have to lose 50 pounds before the next time I go home to see my family. Anything like that. And every single season brought a new urgent goal. Not just like a goal, but an urgent, oh my gosh, it has to happen goal. But here's the thing. I never met those goals. I was in such a rush and a sustainable strategy didn't mean anything to me, right? Uh, Honestly, sustainable didn't mean anything. I wanted rapid results and I didn't think of anything beyond that. That was just it. That was the goal. I have to lose weight. I have to lose weight now and I have to lose weight as fast as possible. 
but it didn't work. And it took me over 20 years to realize that in my rush to get someplace, I wasn't getting there with my rushed strategy. I never changed my habits. I over-restricted and overindulged, and I was so obsessed with speed that I wasn't smart about it. And it really was, and I see this so many times, it really was penny-wise and pound-foolish. In the short term, I thought that it was the right thing, but in the long term, it never got me there, right? I just wanted to reach my goal weight as fast as possible. And if you had said to me, Um, so there's a better way. It just might take a little bit longer than this crazy strategy of eating an apple a day and that's it. I would have said, nope, sorry, not interested, not now. If it takes 12 to 18 months instead of 6 to 12 months, I'm not interested. But that approach cost me over 20 years. Kind of hurts to think about that in retrospect, that I was just so tunnel vision. Like, I really did have blinders on. All that I had was the need for speed, but it didn't work. It just didn't work. And I think a lot of that is just a part of our culture, this immediacy. We hate traffic. We hate waiting in lines. We hate slow internet connections. And we miss out on so much because we're rushing and we're irritated by lack of speed, lack of results. We're just a totally quick fix society. And I feel very strongly that this is getting in the way of our weight loss goals and our fitness goals. Our impatience is an obstacle. Our impatience makes us close-minded, makes us miss out on practical, sustainable solutions that if we just embrace, we would reach our goals already. Our impatience impedes our progress, period. It just does. And this is something that not only I've learned about myself, but it's something I've become acutely aware of working with one-on-one coaching clients. And that's why I want to talk about it today, because I think that it is a red flag, not just for me as a business owner and for considering, you know, who to work with one-on-one and and who maybe it's not the right time for or it's not the right fit. Impatience impedes progress, period. And the number one reason that I am seeing people fail right now is that they rush. And, you know, we talked about inconsistency being the reason we don't get results, but oftentimes we're inconsistent because our strategy is rushed and hurried and not about taking it day by day, really changing a habit. We are rushed, and in our rush, we are not embracing the smartest strategy, and therefore we can't be consistent with something that is not sustainable for us. So many people are in a short-term game. They are playing a short-term game with short-term strategies, and when I was doing this, I didn't care about the long-term. I just wanted fast and dramatic, and I am seeing that in so many other people, and I know what a challenge it can be because when I see people with that approach, they fail. They come back. I had one coaching client, lover. She's awesome, and maybe a week or two in, she said, all right, here's the deal. I'm I'm going to go, I, I think the best thing for me is to go like super strict keto, super strict ketogenic. And I'm looking at her document going, okay, that's a pretty major change from where you are. And I said, listen, this is obviously your choice. It's your body. But I'm going to tell you right now, that is a short-term strategy. You are not able to just flip a switch and have that be a sustainable habit for you. That would be a dieting mentality. That would be a short-term She's like, no, 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 if I just just get going with it, I can just do it and I'm just going to white knuckle it. It maybe lasted for four days, maybe. 
you know? And then she's like, okay, I'm just going to get refocused. I'm going to go again. I'm going to, I'm going to do this strict keto thing because I think that's what's really going to make the fastest results. And I'm like, okay, we're not in this for fast results though. So if you can buckle down and get some results, that's fine. But then what? Because this is not going to be a habit for you. And therefore, eventually stress is going to come or life is going to come and you're going to be back to what you're currently doing, which is a far cry from a ketogenic diet. Sure enough, few weeks later, she's like, so yeah, that I basically got nowhere in the last three weeks and that wasn't the smartest strategy. And that's cool. You know, people have to go through that. I'm not I'm not judging. I like I said, I, I did that for 20 years. So I get it. But that immediacy, the need for fast and dramatic is backfiring all around us. And it's not that it's good or bad, right? But I do think that there are two kinds of people when it comes to fat loss. And if you find yourself in one camp, it doesn't mean you can't switch to the other. It doesn't mean you are this type and you'll always be this type and you can't change because I was very much one and now I'm very much another. But let's talk about those two kinds of people, right? The first type are those whose primary concern with fat loss is what will be fast, what will be dramatic, what will rip the body fat off them at the fastest rate allowable, right? What doesn't require thought? Just give me the answers. Just tell, they want somebody to tell them the exact answers for the fastest weight loss possible. They don't care about underlying issues. They don't care about sustainability. They just figure maintenance will be easy enough if I can just get there, right? Which is not true, but... I understand and I have believed that before in the past. They're all about speed, results, the number on the scale. And I love you people. You're awesome. I was one of you. I get you. We get each other. We're connected. I won't coach you, though. Like, I wouldn't take that person now, knowing what I know now and having the experience that I've had personally as well as with coaching clients. You're not ready for one-on-one coaching because I'm not in the dieting business because I know how that goes, right? I I totally understand it. It's short term. And when you have a short term strategy, it's going to be short term results and you're going to end up frustrated and going, uh, maybe there was a better way. Then there's the second type. And these people either innately know or have learned from trial and error that the need for speed usually backfires. And these second type of people, they want permanent results. And they're willing to work smarter instead of harder. These are the people who realize that the person who hurriedly passed you on the road will probably end up right in front of you at the next stoplight, right? These people realize that speed is a little bit overrated and they want to really understand. They want to really change in the long term, not just in the moment. And usually this comes from getting to a point of no return, like I got to, like, okay, I have done everything. I have lost the weight and piled it back on and lost the weight and piled it back on. I've been miserable. I've avoided social situations. No bueno, not working. Next. Because there are really two ways to go about fat loss. Rapid and unsustainable and very, very stressful and pretty miserable and then slower and sustainable. But here's the thing, and this is why I said people might be resistant. When I say slow, people are like, but I don't want to lose weight slow. I got to lose weight now. Slow is relative because I do think that you can lose a pound or two a week, but it depends on your consistency. It totally depends on your consistency and you control the rate of your progress because you control your consistency. But the reality is the... 
I have to lose 15 or 20 pounds this month and I'm going to do the the chicken broth and the protein shakes and the, you know, weighing and measuring my food. It's a short-term strategy. And I'm not saying that one is right or wrong, but what I will suggest is that one is probably not working for you and the other might. But if you keep doing what isn't working, then you'll keep getting what isn't working. Maybe it's time for a change. And this is where I think it's really valuable to look back. Really take some time. We are so resistant to stop and do anything. And this is like what I talk about in the Overcoming Emotional Eating and Self-Limiting Behaviors course that like if we're in the car with the parking brake on and we're trying to floor it down the highway, but we have the parking brake on and somebody's like, uh, yo, the parking brake is on. How about you stop for a second and take off the parking brake and you say, I don't have time. I don't have time. So you just continue to floor it and you're not getting anywhere fast. We tend to do this when it comes to fat loss, too. Like, I don't have time to address what's slowing me down. I just got to go, 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 go. Well, Did you ever consider that if you pause to address the issue, then you could go a lot faster and a lot further with a whole lot less effort? But that all to say, I really encourage you not just to hear this and think, oh, that's an interesting thought. I want you to take some time to sit down and really reflect on your dieting past, on your past weight loss attempts. Like literally, don't just think, as you're driving or you're walking on the treadmill right now or washing dishes or whatever you're doing, huh, yeah, maybe I have had that need for speed. Maybe that hasn't worked. I want you to really take 10 minutes and sit down with a piece of paper and say, what are the common themes in my past weight loss failures where I have either not lost weight or I've lost the weight and put it back on or I've given up or I've thrown in the towel or whatever else, what are some of the common themes? And maybe you will find that this need for speed and sense of urgency is one of them instead of being like, how can I really change my thoughts about food, my thoughts about this process, my habits, my patterns, right? Maybe I don't need dessert after dinner every single night. And it's not about having a dinner of white fish and broccoli, but really addressing the issue in my evenings, which isn't my dinner choices, but what I shove in my face after dinner's over, right? So really, I encourage you to take some time to look at the common themes in your past failed attempts to lose weight and ask, is as fast as possible working for me? Is following somebody else's plan or prescription working for me? Speed should not be your priority, but it probably is. And does that work? Are you getting the results you want with that priority? Or do you find that it's leading to inconsistency? I feel like it might be something to consider having endurance be your priority. What can I maintain for the rest of my life, right? Because this is for the rest of your life. Sustainability. I know that's really, really boring. It's not fast enough. But are you getting where you want to go with your fast and now approach? Listen, patience is required for this. You will need patience, not just for this, but for life. You will need patience. This is not optional. Have you been grinding for the last 90 days and every day beating yourself up because your whole 30 attempt from yesterday wasn't perfect and today's another day for perfection, right? Maybe you've been grinding for 90 days and you've been getting really slow results. Focus in on what's working. Double down on what's working. If you aren't getting results, get curious. 
stop giving away your energy, beating yourself up and being critical, but get curious because it kind of is a waste of time and energy to complain and be critical instead of getting curious and being like, okay, what's going on here? What can I learn here from this? You've maybe been doing what somebody else is doing, but does it work for you? Like your friend is getting results and you're doing the same thing and and you're jealous of the results that they're getting. And it's not necessarily that you're doing everything perfectly and not getting results. If you're not able to implement it consistently, it might not be the right plan for you. Maybe you are doing too much because guys, and this goes back to what would have really made me mad years ago. This never ends. This is not like the race to lose 25 pounds and then the race is over and I've crossed the finish line and I get my medal. I'm sorry, like we have to eat every day for the rest of our lives. This never ends. So let me blow your mind for a second. How about you find a way to fall in love with the process? Love the game, right? If you aren't where you need to be, you're probably playing the game in a way that you hate or at least a way that you don't enjoy, You got to think about it in terms of forever. And I understand if that's not comfortable and you don't like that, but is your way working? Is your short-term sprint working or is it just exhausting you? We just want to get there so fast, but then we don't get there at all. Because you cannot maintain your results without changing your habits. And so if it's like sprint, give up, put the weight back on, sprint, give up, put the weight back on, Or just sprint, 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 but there's so much inconsistency in there that you're exhausting yourself and you're never getting anywhere. Guys, there's an easier way. There's an easier way. But sometimes we have to surrender this need for speed and go, okay, yeah, I get it. It would be great. But slower and consistently is going to be faster than this hurried approach that's getting me nowhere. Slower but consistently very might well get you results that are faster than the lack of results you're getting with the need for speed, right? You have to change your habits. And changing your habits, changing your relationship with food, it doesn't happen that quickly. Can you make a decision quickly? Absolutely. You can make a decision, you know, that you're going to do bacon and eggs for breakfast. Speaking of bacon, we're going to be talking about that uh, on the next episode because there's been a whole lot of talk about bacon lately. Does bacon cause cancer? We're talking about that on Saturday um, in the next episode if you're not listening to this on the day that it airs which most of you are not. But anyway, can you make a decision quickly? Sure, you can decide I'm going to have a fat loss breakfast and decide that. But can you establish that as a habit quickly? No, you can't. That takes time. That takes practice. That takes consistency, right? And it takes time and practice and consistency to know and understand what works best for you. It has taken me a very long time to understand this, to understand what is my personal best fitness strategy for fat loss, right? What do I love and enjoy? What's fun for me? Also, what gets me the best results? What is my body most responsive to? What is the frequency, the duration, the intensity, all of that that's right for me? Same thing with food. What foods work best for me? What are triggers? You know, there are some things that for a while I was like, oh, this is a healthy choice. (laughs) It just seems like once I take one bite, I can't stop. Okay, well, whether that's healthy or not, it's certainly not ideal in the amounts that I'm eating it. So that's a trigger. That's got to go. It took me a lot of time and patience and practice to do that. Those are things I wasn't thinking about when it was just like chicken broth, protein shakes, broccoli, egg whites, brown rice, whatever. Those things were just 
acts. It was just a decision, a decision, a decision, a decision. Nothing related to my mindset about food. Nothing related to what works best for me. What really satisfies me. There was nothing long-term strategy. There was nothing love the game about what I was doing. Same thing with mindset. What motivates me? How can I flip my own switch on motivation? If I wake up one day and feel terribly unmotivated, and hey, we all have those days, I will get curious and I work with my clients on getting curious about what is it that awakens that motivation in you? What is it that you have to do? Is it a song? Is it um, quotes? Is it pictures? Is it things you say to yourself? Is it getting in a workout? Is it making one good choice and kind of kickstarting that momentum? What is it that generates your motivation? These are the things that you have to take the time to figure out for yourself so that you can be successful in the long term. And when we have this hurried, head down, run to the finish line approach, we're tripping over our own feet. We're not getting anywhere. And we get to what we think is the finish line and we're like, oh, well, so we were running in the wrong direction. Or we find ourselves back at the start, right? We have to pay attention to these kinds of things, and that doesn't happen with the need for speed approach. And I don't want you to get discouraged by this. And what I don't want you to hear in this is the only way to lose weight is to lose weight slowly. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, let's see. It was about 18 months for me to lose 130 pounds. I don't think that's slow at all, right? Because ultimately, you control the rate of your progress. You can focus on habits and decide to be consistent and get progress pretty quickly, right? Or you can take on smaller things and not be as consistent and get slower products. It, uh, progress. It just depends on what you're willing to give to the process, on how much you're willing to really lean in and figure out what's holding you back. Sometimes the decision to slow up for a second and address your own parking brake, your own anchor, what's really holding you back, sometimes that is the best way to accelerate your progress, right? I mean, if you think about it, like think about a bow and arrow, right? In order for that arrow to go forward, and it goes forward pretty quickly, what has to happen first? It has to be pulled back, right? And oftentimes that is the case for us. Stop for a freaking second and think about what's in my way and how can I address that thing, that thing. So much of the rate of your progress is not just going to be about your consistency, but your consistency is going to be tied to how much of the mental and emotional work you're able to do that will get you faster progress, period. That is the case in every single one of my one-on-one coaching clients, and it's really true for most of the folks in the group coaching too. Those that are willing to really evaluate the mental emotional side of things, to build in that pause between the impulse to eat and actually eating to go, huh, what's happening here? What am I doing? Is this what I really want? Am I am I really even hungry? Is this even appealing to me right now? Do, what is this rank on a scale of one to 10? So many of us are in such a rush that, have you ever had the situation where you're like, I don't know why I ate that. I didn't even think about it. Like, I mean, it was there and I wanted it and then I ate it and I didn't even think about it till afterwards. That happens when we're rushing, when we're not really slowing down to say, this is a journey and I want to learn as much about myself as possible. You cannot build in time for that pause unless you are committed to curiosity. And when you don't have that pause, you are going to have more of those unconscious moments of like, 
I, I didn't want to make that choice, and I, I guess I didn't even really think about it, but then all of a sudden it was like, there's two fewer cookies, and I'm pretty sure I ate them, right? Here's a challenge for you. Start with seven days of consistency with one habit. Hear me, I am not saying seven days of consistency of eating perfectly clean. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. That is not going to do anything to change your habits. Start with seven days of consistency with one habit and nail it. No excuses. No trying seven days of one habit. Maybe that is a fat loss breakfast. Maybe that is getting eight hours of sleep. Maybe that's limiting your carbs to the evening time meal or leisure walking every day. Something that represents a big rock for you. Maybe it's seven days, no excuses you're going to track. And when I say seven days of no excuses, I'm not saying pick one thing and try really hard to do it for seven days. I'm saying pick one thing and freaking do it every day, every single day. No excuses. No, It's only one thing, right? If it's breakfast, then if you have to plan ahead and make your breakfasts for the week on Sunday and have all seven of them in the fridge, do that. If it's tracking, set a reminder on your phone for eight o'clock at night to say, did you track? If you haven't, drop what you're doing and do it right now. Not seven days of if I remember, if I have time, if it's convenient, if there's not another option. No, seven days, nail it, right? This is how we can start to really change. If you want to talk practical implementation, pick one thing and for the next seven days, do it every single day. Nail it. No trying, no maybe, no if I have time. Nail it for seven days and then... Do 14 and then do 21. No excuses. It's just one thing. It's just one thing. Not forever. Just one thing for seven days and then 14 and then 21. And uh, in a, one of the emails that's going out this weekend to the VIP email list is about the word trying, right? The word trying and how that is a protective word that basically allows us to fail with honor because we tried, right? It's building in and out for us. It's a protective word. And our ability to do something is dictated by our commitment to do it. Is there any reason in the world that you cannot track for seven days? Is there any reason in the world that you cannot have a fat loss breakfast every day for seven days? Yeah, there actually is a reason. You choose not to. That's it. You choose something else. You choose to not prioritize it. You prioritize something else over it. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't even take a lot of work. Seven days. So if you are one of those people that wants rapid progress, right, it's not just about the right diet, the right food list, the right workout. It's about your commitment to consistency and doing it. Not all the things, but one thing. Build your confidence and build your momentum, and that is where we'll see a difference. All right, I want to tell you guys what I ate yesterday, um, and one of the things I had asked on a previous uh, podcast was if it would be helpful for me to also share what I did in terms of a workout, because I think sometimes the workout has a lot of context related to what I ate and why I chose to eat those things. Um and I'm not sure yet. There's been some mixed feedback on whether or not I should include that on the podcast. What I'm thinking I might do is in the weekly email on the VIP list is include maybe a summary of my week's workouts in that weekly email. And then that way, if you want to read it, you can. And if you don't, 
whatever, but it's also there for you in email form, which might be easier to access and reference for people who are looking for ideas about workouts than if I include it uh, in a podcast three days a week, because then you're only seeing a reflection of the three days on which I recorded, uh, as opposed to a weekly email where you can get a recap of all of my workouts. So just wanted to let you know what I'm thinking about that thing. And then a reminder, if you are looking for carb strategies, the sort of cheat sheet of the best way to consume carbs for fat loss, carbs are not bad. We do have to be smart about them because of their significant impact on our hormones. Head over to primalpotential.com, pop in your name and email address, and you will get that cheat sheet automatically. All right. What I ate yesterday, uh, I was traveling and I had a black coffee, several cups, which is usual. And then I had a Kavita brand lemon cayenne kombucha. I have more actually right here in front of me. Um, so this is basically... Uh, Kombucha is kind of a probiotic drink. The reason that I like the lemon cayenne is because there's essentially like no sugar in it. There's one gram of sugar and a lot of kombucha is like fancy fruit juice with some bugs in there. Um, I say bugs because that's what probiotics are. Uh, so I like the lemon cayenne because there's really not sugar in it. So that's why that's my my favorite thing. And then I had some almonds on the way to the airport. At the airport, there were like no food options. I was so frustrated. I was at LAX and I was thinking, oh, great, I'll find a restaurant. I'll have plenty of time. I'll sit down. I'll have a good meal. Except my entire terminal was under construction and there was a Starbucks and a burger joint. But it just so happened that I was able to get a lettuce wrapped burger at the burger joint. So I had a burger wrapped in lettuce and I had bacon and avocado added to it. Again, the bacon episode coming in a couple of days because there's so much controversy over the bacon and the World Health Organization thing. And then... um, I had some grapes on the plane. It was a cross-country flight. I had some grapes. I'm not usually a big fruit eater, but decided to do that. And then dinner was in a different airport, and I had a steak and a side of steamed broccoli. And it was a huge steak, and I ate almost the whole thing, even though it wasn't really delicious, but I was hungry at that point. So yeah, coffee, and then the lemon cayenne kombucha, some almonds, a burger without the bun with bacon and avocado, and then some grapes, and a steak and steamed broccoli. So hope that helps. Again, I'm thinking that the workout roundup is something that I might start including in the weekly email that goes out to folks on the free VIP email list. Just wanted to let you know what I was thinking about there because I had asked for your feedback on that. And I know you guys are all excited for the Does Bacon Cause Cancer episode that will be coming your way in just a couple of days. So I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Never hesitate to reach out anytime with your questions, your comments, your suggestions, your feedback. You guys can email me directly, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com because this show is about giving you what you need to reach your goals, whatever they are. So if I can help you in any way, I hope you will let me do that. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.